Welcome to the A Nourishing Place podcast. My name is Kelly Newton. I'm a self-love mindset and manifestation coach here to empower, motivate, create community, and remind you of how powerful you are. I will be bringing you interviews, tools, and resources all revolved around mindset, self-love, money, spirituality, manifestation, and so much more. I'm so excited that you're here today. Let's get started. On this podcast episode, I have Britton and Adrian with me, and we're all participating in a panel about our experiences with our inner cycle and our menstruation and all that good stuff. And I'll be asking questions, and then we will all have space to answer them if we feel called. Thank you again to Adrian and Britton. Let's jump in. Well, welcome, Adrian and Britton. I'm so excited to have you on for this panel um, talking about our inner cycles and little details about that. <laughs> um, so I just would love to start by you all introducing yourself. And just for fun, if you know around like the day or maybe like the phase of your cycle you were in, just let us know. Awesome. Uh, I can I can get us started. Um, my name is Adrian Bocci Barrett. Um, I am 34 years old. I currently work in higher education, but I'm working on transitioning out of that. I'm actually doing a copywriting program right now. So um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing for work. And then I'm also a singer songwriter. Um, you can find, uh, my, my work, my songs at my website, which is ianlynn.com. So that's I E N N E L Y N N.com. Uh, and I'm actually on day one of my cycle today. Um, I started it today and we're doing the podcast today. So how's that for timing? Um, well, thank you so much for having us. Um, my name is Britton Gunta. Um, I am a woman, a mother of three. Uh, I have been a teacher. Um, I'm now a stay-at-home mom, um, liver of life. <laughs> and, oh, and I'm on, um, let's see, it was luteal phase, I believe you said. So I'm, I'm going to be starting at some point, but I don't know exactly. So I Figuring still, it out, I guess it's still learning, but I suppose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Kelly. You probably know me because I'm the host of this podcast. So um, I am on day five of my cycle. So just ending my period. Let's jump into the questions. Um, so what was it like when your cycle first began? Like, was this celebrated in your home? Was it talked about in your family? How did it feel for you? And if you want, feel free to tell us the story of your first menstruation. Yeah, I can, I can jump into this one. Um, so the, the first thing that I feel like is worth, worth sharing is just a little bit of context, uh, for, for when my first cycle started. So I can, my first like kind of like memory or recollection, um, related to this is I remember before my cycle had started, I was like 12 years old. And I remember being at a friend's house and we, there was another friend of ours there and, uh, they were, I like went to the bathroom or something and like, was coming back into the room where they were. And I remember just as I was starting to come into the room, overhearing them talking about like, um, Addie was my nickname all through middle school and high school when I was growing up. So I remember hearing them say like, oh yeah, you know, it's funny that Addie hasn't started her period yet. Like I started mine, you know, like a year ago and I just, I wonder when she's going to start hers. It's weird that she hasn't started hers yet. So I just remember having this, like this shame around having not started my cycle yet, which in retrospect is really funny. Cause I was 12, like, that's like a totally, you know, like there's a, there's a, such a wide range of, of when girls and women start their cycle. So 
in retrospect, it's just, it's really funny that that was something that I felt so much shame around, but I just felt like I was behind or like I was less than compared to these girls because I hadn't started my cycle yet. So I think I, um, maybe kind of contrary to a lot of other people's experience, I'm not sure, but, um, my experience was for, you know, several months, I was like, Oh, I really hope I'm going to start my period. Like I can't wait. I'm really excited. Uh, maybe more people feel that way than I like realized I wasn't really talking, you know, I didn't like mention to these girls that I, I felt, you know, shamed or embarrassed. I didn't bring it up. I was trying to just like bury that. Right. And then just like, yeah, just constantly hoping that it would start. Um, and then when it did start, so I have, um, my mom's always been really open about talking about, you know, our, our bodies and that like our, we our our bodies belong to us. Um, and that we deserve to feel comfortable and safe in our bodies. And just, you know, if you ever have any questions about your body or how it works or anything, like, I hope you, you feel comfortable to talk to me. So I was really blessed in that regard. I also have three older sisters. So it wasn't, um, there wasn't shame coming from my family or there wasn't like, you know, like secrecy or anything about, about menstrual cycles and that sort of thing in my family. I don't, I wouldn't say that it was like, celebrated when I started my cycle per se, but it also wasn't like a big, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't something that was like, I felt like I needed to hide from anybody or, or anything like that. Um, I do also remember when my cycle first started, it wasn't like, um, my, my cycle now where it starts and it's like a river and it's just happening. It was the first several months that I had a menstrual cycle. It was really inconsistent and it was, the bleed was like, very light and almost um, kind of like older blood, like darker, less of like that, like fresh, like red blood. Um, so even when it first started, I just remember feeling like, oh, like this isn't really like what I thought it would be or like how other people are talking about it. It wasn't comfortable to wear tampons because it just, I didn't have that much flow. Right. So I think it wasn't shame that was coming from my family or from, from, you know, outside of me, but my own kind of maybe just comparison of what my experience was compared to like what I'd heard in the media or was hearing from my friends or that kind of thing. And just feeling like, you know, maybe something's wrong with me or I'm not, you know, I'm not feminine enough, or I don't, I don't know. I just had a lot of like kind of, um, weird feelings that were coming up around my first cycle. Um, you know, within that first year or so it, it definitely started to, um, become more regular, more consistent, more of like a flow, and then I kind of, uh, I started getting more cramps and things like that. And was like, oh, now I'm feeling the opposite side of it where like, this is not really very much fun. And like, maybe it would have been nice to have a few more years of my life where I wasn't dealing with this yet. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what my, my first bleed, my first cycle was like. For, for me, I had that as well, where I wanted to get my period and which now looking back, what, <laughs> why? But um, yeah, I remember I, I so wanted it in my mind, this little girl mind. I was like, then I'll be a woman. Um, and, you know, seeing my, my mother um, with her period. And so that was very like normal to know about when she was on hers. And um, yeah, so I wanted that as well. Um, I was actually 11 when I started my period and I was asleep and then I woke up and I just remember feeling like something was a little different. <laughs> and then I got up and my, I did have the river. Um, and my, I remember my pajama pants, it was like from like the back all the way, almost down to my knees and just like covered in blood. <laughs> and then um, I just, 
went to the bathroom, cleaned up. My mom already had some pads in, in the bathroom for her. And I just did it myself. Um, I wasn't taught anything or um, shown how or um, I just did. And actually, my mom wasn't even there. Um, nobody was. So I just kind of experienced it on my own and um, just kind of figured it out on my own. And then, um, yeah, I remember when I told her, I have this like vague recollection of her just saying, well, that's what you wanted. <laughs> you got what you wanted. And that was about it. And then I just kind of um, handled it on my own ever since then. And I think then the very next month I just went in and I did a, tam a tampon. And ever since then I did that. And um, not anymore though, but I think that's another question we'll get to, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was my experience. Just, it was like, bam, here you go. And then <laughs> now it's here. So. Right. Yeah. For me, I think I was also 12, 13. I was in the eighth grade. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I remember it wasn't celebrated. I do have an older sister and I had like a vague idea about periods, but it wasn't really talked about much. And I remember, um, when I first started, I was playing a game. I just remember it so clearly. I was playing a game with my brother and my dad. And I went to go to the bathroom and was kind of like, oh, okay, I started my period. And my mom kind of freaked out. How I remember it, anyways, is that she kind of freaked out. We didn't have any products and she just left. And then we never finished the game. And I never understood, like, why didn't we finish the game? Like, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those, like, really confusing. And it, it definitely was not celebrated. I really didn't know that much about it. I, I do remember like having uh, friends who started really young and like like nine, uh, but like never told their mom, you know, and me being like, oh, wait, what? Your mom doesn't know? You know, it's just all these different stories, I think. And even with our three stories are all so different too. That takes yeah, us to question. I see a similar connection though of not as much support and education. I think that would have been really nice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's even like that we're having moments like this because now, you know, we are creating that both within ourselves and each other and with, you know, children coming up and, and yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough um, that it wasn't that way, but it's also beautiful that it can be something better and greater and beautiful and all of that. So Right. And it gives us the opportunity to celebrate it now, too, you know, and I or I think about like uh, my nieces, we raise our two nephews, but think about my nieces and I'm like, oh, when they start their cycles, like I really want to do this with them. And I really want to talk about this and uh, just, you know, these different things. And I, I think, too, I think about I think about what it must have been like for my mom. And first of all, the, the period products were not good in the seventies and the things that they've told me about clipping the pads on their underwear. And, and I, I just imagine like, um, what, what I think that my mom did much better than, than probably her mom did just with like it, I think everything was kind of hush hush, you know, and even like my, I remember one of my grandma's telling me like, Oh, when I was pregnant, you didn't want anyone to know, like you wore clothes that hid your belly. And now we're like, I'm pregnant. Like, here's my belly, you know? And, it's not like this shameful thing. I, it's just really interesting that, you know, the difference in the generations. 
like yeah. you said, that we can even have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad to think that they, um, and even us in a, to a degree too, are, um, shamed and, and sold this false narrative of like, this is something we should be um, ashamed of or hide or when really it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's a part of life. It's a part of creation. It's, um, it's, it's cycles. It's, it, um, I'm sad for what was, and I'm happy for like moments like this, where we do get to talk about it. And we do get to like, see like, Hey, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with that or any of us, it's, it's actually just mm -hmm. um, a beautiful part of life. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And there's so much magic in it, especially like the deeper you dive into it, there is so much magic in, in the cycle. And like, it's can actually, it's like a huge blessing, but we can, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you learn about your cycle when you were younger? And what do you wish you would have learned? We kind of touched on this, but it can you know, relate to your menstruation, your hormones phases of your cycle, sex, pregnancy, anything? Yeah, um, I, I feel like I didn't really learn very much at all. Um, I mean, I had like a, a basic concept of it um, and understanding, but um, like you mentioned, I mean, there's so much magic in it and so much other things in it. I wish, now, now I'm beginning to learn and see it as um, a time of like, release and um all of those so I wish I would have learned more not just like the educational side um because there are things that I've learned like apparently like having clots and stuff aren't normal like there's so many things that I thought were normal and just part of it um that I'm learning now aren't and and there's things even that you can do um to help you like before and during after like things you can eat I think it's like um not to, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm at the beginning stages of my journey of like um, learning how to take care of myself and my cycle and, and all of that. Um, but I wish I would have learned all that from a younger age of um, how to take care of myself before, during, after, um, how to connect on a more spiritual level and connect to my body and, and the magic of it and, and, you know, all of those things. Um, and I also wish that I would have been taught um a lot more than what I was like what it really meant like what was happening to my body what was okay what wasn't okay that it was okay to even reach out for help and instead of just um it always felt like my period was just something that happened to me it was like something that was happening to me um that I didn't really have control over or um just like well this is just happening to me kind of a thing you know yeah, I, I relate to that a lot, Britton. I feel like, um, as I mentioned, I was really fortunate in that my mom was very uh, just kind of down to earth about everything related to bodies. Like nudity was not really considered a big deal in my family growing up. It wasn't sexualized the same way that it is in our culture. So, um, you know, like we took, we took baths with my mom and my siblings and things like that when I was younger. So it just, it, anytime that I had questions about things like pregnancy or you know, sex or any of those kinds of things. Uh, I mean, maybe not sex as much. I don't know that I asked my mom a ton of questions about sex, but like pregnancy or like, like periods or things like that. Um, we definitely talked about, you know, as I was growing up and I, I think I did, you know, um, glean some, you know, some helpful information about kind of like the science of it during like health class and things like that when I was in middle school. So I think I, 
in terms of like some of the like logistical components or like the scientific components, some of that made sense. What I think was missing for me was some of the, um, the emotional components, right. And just like learning, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, I think there, like, obviously there's like stereotypes about PMS and things like that, that exist in our culture. So, so some of that, I think I picked up on a little bit, but just like, uh, I think, I think for me, what was missing was just this understanding that like, it doesn't have to be this like terrible, painful thing. Right. Like that was kind of the messaging that I, I got from our culture, not so much from my family or from like my mom, but from our culture is that like, this is a thing that is going to happen to you. You don't have any control over it. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. You're going to be grumpy. You're going to be no fun to be around. Like there were just a lot of, um, just kind of like, yeah, negative stereotypes or negative messages. Um, that I got that as I'm getting older and getting more in touch with my body and like learning to take care of my body more and learning to like listen to my body more I'm realizing that like it doesn't have to be this terrible awful thing that's happening to me that sucks it can be something that like I get to embrace and actually can actually like enjoy elements of it right so that is that's what I wish had been um, a bigger part of the messaging or the lessons when I was younger is that like it it is a beautiful thing and it can be um, something to to celebrate and something that is really magical and not just like oh yep this is just a part of a life that sucks and you're just gonna have to deal with it kind of thing. I'm right. so glad you said that you brought up the emotional aspect of it as well because that's a huge component. Yeah, and and learning how to like take care of um, your mental health and hormones and everything that that contribute to how you're feeling, how you're acting, like all of that too. Yeah, glad you said that. I think along with that too, is this part of it where it's like, we're expected. It's kind of like that hustle culture, more like masculine dominated energy where we're expected to be the exact same person every single day. But with our cycle, our hormones literally change, right? We have four phases in our cycle. So our hormones are changing and I don't have as much energy two weeks out of the month that I do the other two weeks. And so like, I wasn't taught, I was just taught you have a period. That's it. There wasn't a cycle. Okay. There was a week, a month, and maybe a few days before, right. Where it was just like me, you know, you're on your period. You know, you're kind of a bitch, you know, like, like you're a bad person during this period, you know, like, excuse me. You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> so it's like, that's even just, I mean, I hear that kind of stuff now too, where it's just like, oh, like she must be on her period, you know, that kind of like snarky, like, well, first of all, you have no idea what's going on in her body. And she probably wasn't taught what's going on in her body. I think that like, I didn't know anything. I didn't, I literally didn't know there was phases. I didn't, I thought I could get pregnant anytime. Like you really can't uh, get pregnant <laughs> every single day. Like they tell you, you can, I feel like they tell you that in school. It's like, every time you have sex, you're going to get pregnant actually like it's not actually possible and um I didn't know any of that stuff so all that I just wish I knew really about the phases I mean even just knowing like I mean now I kind of associate it with like um not everyone does but like your 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 bleed is like inner winter uh then you're kind of pre-ovulation inner spring and ovulation would be inner summer and then um the luteal phase would be inner fall and that luteal phase for me is actually the harder one. So it's, and it's kind of long. So there really is like two weeks of the month where it's more of that like intro introspection, like going more inward energy. 
And now I know how to use that energy. Um, and I can plan things around that. But when I was younger, it was like, well, you have your period, but you still have to go to school. Even if you're in pain, you still have to pop a my doll, you know, keep going, but put a tampon and pretend it doesn't exist. Don't talk about it with anyone. Don't tell boys about it. It's embarrassing. Be ashamed to buy pads. Like that's embarrassing, but like literally 50% of the population is going to have a period <laughs> and yes, you know, it's a person with a period. So it's just, it's wild to me that like, we're not even taught this in schools. Like I don't remember learning about the phases of, of my cycle in, in school. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a really, um, it's a, it's a big contrast, right. And what we're taught and how, or what little we're taught and how we're taught to like feel shame and like all these things that you said and hide it or keep going or all of these things. And then look at the contrast of that when you start to um, understand your cycles and, and how to take care of yourself and, um, and implementing those things. And then there's actually like power in that, there's peace in that, there's understanding in that um, as opposed to the other way, which is, is not that. Um, it is really interesting too. I, th I don't, I don't know very much about this, like in terms of what I've studied formally, but I can only imagine based on what I know about other, other forms of like ancient wisdom that we've lost track of that. Like there was a point when our ancestors did have this knowledge intuitively, right? Like they did understand things like phases of, of the cycle and they did understand the power of um, coming together in community with other, other women um, right. Like if we think about like childbirth, right. Like childbirth used to be something where when women were in childbirth, you would have this group of women around you to help support you as you were going through that. And that it, it didn't have to be this like sterilized, super painful thing. It could be this kind of more, um, connected ritualistic thing. Um, and so I just think it's really interesting that we are, it seems like we're getting back in touch with that now more so than at any other, other point, at least in my, in my life. And in like our, our parents' life and my mom's life, right? Like I, it's kind of amazing. Look at my, looking at my mom and everything that she, um, taught me and how open she was about all of this, considering the culture that she <laughs> was raised in. And she was kind of rebellious in that regard. It definitely wasn't what she was taught, but through her own lived experience, she was like, I'm not going to do this with my daughters. I'm going to be honest about my experience with my daughters. And um, yeah, I just think it's really, it's really powerful and, and really beautiful that we're reconnecting to that and, and learning that like, yes, pain, pain can definitely be part of it. And I don't want to minimize that there are women out there that have really, really painful periods and that there are, and there's PCOS and their medical conditions and things that can, can make it really painful, but that there are also all these different tools and resources that we, it's our, it's our divine right to know about these things and be able to utilize them so that we can work with our cycle instead of um, just constantly like resisting and pushing against it and trying to medicate it and trying to hide it and trying to bury it down. Right. Like I'm really grateful that I'm, I'm gaining more knowledge and more access to them now. Um, especially cause I've found that my period as I've gotten older has gotten more intense and more painful. And um, it's, it's the point in my life where I really need that. And so I'm really grateful that those resources and those connections and that information is coming in, that wisdom is, is coming back. And I think it's coming back in a more collective sense too, which is amazing. Right. I, I totally agree. And I, I also think like, ah, 
Ooh, that's a scary word to bring up, but it's the power of the patriarchy, really. I mean, women have so much innate wisdom in their bodies and their connection to the earth and the moon. And, and so by kind of hushing it up, I mean, it's, we won't go back into like the witch trials, but anywho, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to this, <laughs> but I think that that is so powerful. And also thank you for mentioning, I mean, our experiences are, you know, our experiences, but I think like you said, I mean, and us talking about this and our joy with our cycles or not doesn't mean every day I'm like, woohoo, you know what I mean? I still have like, seriously, again, like this much pain, you know, but it doesn't, it's not to diminish anyone's experience with their cycle or where they are at with their cycle, of course, you know, so I think, and I think all of us are kind of at different, um, even phases within our own learning of our cycle and like what we're implementing. So how has working with your cycle on a deeper level impacted your life so far? So I would say I, uh, I've been on, I guess what I would call a self-love journey for, uh, I mean, really, really my whole life, you know, like it's been, it's, there've been ups and downs and it's something that has been, um, you know, it's a process, um, but really like in, in a more focused way, I would say probably about the last six months or so. So in a way it's like, they're, they're so intertwined. It's hard to tell like, which is impacting, which are you know, like, you know, chicken egg kind of thing. Um, but I guess what I would say is like, for me, it started with really deciding that I was going to prioritize self-love. And then one of the first major challenges or obstacles that I had with that was a particularly painful menstrual cycle. And just really kind of, it just really brought up a lot of those feelings um, that I had when I was younger about just being like, it just feels like there's something wrong with my body or like, this doesn't feel like I don't know, like how I want it to feel or how it should feel. And like, I just really want to fix this and change this. And I, you know, maybe I should like get a hysterectomy and not have periods anymore. And like just a lot of, um, kind of resistant thoughts that were coming up and then just really kind of using that as an opportunity to, uh, practice some of those self-love tools, um, that I, I had been starting to learn and, um, and just really trying to, look at it a little bit differently, like just make a little bit of space to look at it differently. I wasn't trying to go from like, you know, my period sucks to like my period's amazing overnight. Like it definitely took some time, but just like opening some space to look at like, well, what if like sitting in these thoughts about how painful it is and how much it sucks and how awful all this is, isn't like the most helpful thing that I could be doing right now. And maybe for some people it is, maybe some people just got to sit with that and let themselves feel it for a while. And that's, that's fine. I've totally been there too. Um, and continue to, you know, have those moments. But when I catch myself kind of in that, in that place, um, kind of making a conscious decision to, you know, to say like, well, what if I, what if I can choose to look at this a little bit differently, or what if I can choose in this moment, to do something that feels good in my body or that I feel like my body's asking for. And it can be something really, really simple. I mean, breathing exercises. And like, honestly, I I've noticed that when I'm my cycle has actually been the thing to teach me this about my body. So I'm really grateful for this, but um, when I'm in pain and I think this is true for a lot of people, my breathing becomes a lot more shallow. Like I just don't really, I'm breathing a lot from like my chest. I'm not letting myself take like a full deep breath. Um, and then when I'm in that shallow breathing, it's kind of triggering like this, like, 
okay, now I'm, now I'm afraid. It's like, it's like telling my body that like, yes, we are preparing for something really big and scary and painful to happen. Or, oh, we're going to have to sit in this pain for a while. So like, let's like, you know, take a lot of shallow breaths. And, and it just is really kind of like feeding into that, that energy more. And so I, I, I've come to practice um, when I am in pain and particularly when I'm in pain in my cycle, um, really slowing my breathing and deepening my breath and really trying to consciously like breathe into my womb space, breathe into my lower back. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get into more of like, like practices and exercises you can do and things like that, um, tools you can use when you're in pain. But um, I guess the point of all of this that I'm trying to say is like, it's really, um, it's really been sort of like this, this gateway for me um, or this metaphor for me, I guess, of like, when I am experiencing pain in life, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or spiritual pain or, you know, whatever it is, um, what are some ways that I can practice some more self-love and self-compassion? And instead of like feeling the pain and then feeling like guilty that I have the pain or shame that I have the pain or, you know, guilty that like, oh, but other people have so much worse pain than I do. Right. And getting in like into comparative stuff, like instead of looking at all of that, just looking at like how, how can I be with my body in a way that helps my body feel supported? Um, and so basically taking that lesson um, that started with my menstrual cycle and how I applied that to my menstrual cycle and now applying it to other areas of my life and other kinds of pain or other challenging emotions. Um, it's been huge. It's been, um, yeah, it's hard to even put it into words how, how much that has really helped me to find some relief in some really, really challenging moments, um, that I've had, especially over the last like six months or so. So yeah, it's really hard to like separate those two things, right. Cause it's, it's, it's our bodies that's happening in my body. And I think for a long time I had this dis as we are, a lot of us do this disconnect between my body and sort of my brain or my mind. Right. Um, and I'm coming to marry those things more. I'm coming to connect those things more and to realize just how intertwined they are. So, um, yeah, my cycle has kind of been like a good, a good teacher for self-love and self-love has been a good teacher for my cycle. Um, yeah, they're all, it's all like tied together. So it's hard to separate those two, but, um, that's what I would say about that. I think yeah. for me, I, I mean, I think it changed my whole life. I mean, I think it really, because I work with every phase of my cycle. I'm, I'm now at this time, very aware of every phase, and like my energy levels and I try to pay attention to that and um in the beginning I would actually do like a ceremony like a ritual ceremony with every beginning of every single phase in my cycle um and really with the inner winter inner fall you know inner spring and um I don't do that as much anymore but I do um I do know when I'm in my luteal phase and I really give myself a lot of grace like you're saying that compassion piece like during that time because Honestly, now I like my period, even though there's a couple of days of physical pain, I don't have that turmoil that I sometimes feel in my mind, uh, where everything just feels terrible. And all of a sudden I just, you know, I had someone, I had a guest on the, on the podcast say once, you know, sometimes, um, I just want to delete my Instagram and go on a diet. And this is like for a, a, a diet drop diet culture dropout one. And, and she's like, and then I start my period two days later and everything's fine. And there was like no truer statement. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, those, those few days before my cycle, I'm like, I'm a horrible coach. Why am I doing this? What am I doing with my life? We need to move. I need to get a divorce. Oh my gosh, I'm doing this. We should get a cat. No, we shouldn't. We should get rid of, you know, all these things. Right. And it's like, okay, no. <laughs> and that's where I think that going into nature can be really helpful for me. Like just knowing I'm, I'm in my luteal phase. 
it's time to go outside. It's time to get off social. It's time to take a few days off of work. And I know and respect not everyone's able to do that. And I've created a life where I can. I can be like, I'm not going to work today. Or I can schedule calls around it. Or I even had um, uh, someone reach out and say, I'd like to visit during these days in December. And I immediately pull up my calendar. Am I going to be on my period? What's going to... And I said, actually, it's going to be better for me if you can come after the eight. Thanks. Because they wanted to come at the end of my cycle, so my luteal phase, and the beginning of my period. And I was like, I'm good. I don't want that. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. And I also use my cycle. So if a lot comes up during my luteal phase, that that I take note. What's coming up to be released? You know, am, is, is I'm, am I holding on to anger? Am I feeling this? Am I feeling frustrated? Because when I start my period... I'm going to release those things because that's like this, you know, the significance of bleeding is it's an actual physical release. And for me with that, I can let go of a lot of stuff. This last cycle was really intense for me. Tons of stuff came up to be released. Um, and so I worked on that a lot in the luteal phase and then come my period, it is like a deep sigh, like a release of like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> and even though it was quite painful. Um, and so you know, and not everyone's here, but I'm a firm believer of there's opportunity in every obstacle. So there's a lesson to be learned no matter what it is. And, and not everyone feels that. And I, even some days I'm like, really this, but I try to find a lesson in it at, at least eventually, maybe not, maybe years down the line. I just know something will come of it, but it's really been super life-changing. And I'll, I'll definitely link a bunch of like um, other people who know about these things. And I'll link even like, I have a course that I haven't finished. Um, by Claire Baker. And it's about like creativity during every phase of your cycle, like the different creative abilities that we have um, innately. And so I haven't finished it, so I can't really speak on it. But, um, you know, I just think the more I, the deeper I get, the better it gets and the better relationship I have, like with my body and, and self-love and all that stuff, like Adrienne was saying. Yeah, those are huge pieces of it. That's, that's so great that um, y'all have found that too and discovering that. Um, because honoring yourself um, and advocating for yourself and um, learning and growing and um, releasing all those things are huge pieces. And that's kind of um, what I've been getting as well. Um, similarly to what you were saying, Adrian, is um, like connecting and releasing. And, and typically my... Um, my cycle tends to coincide with the moon cycles. Um, and that's another thing I'm learning about too, like with the moon and like releasing and things. And so I'm, I'm really beginning to utilize and understand my period as a time of release. And even when those days come up where I'm like, ah, <laughs> like my emotional state. And um, I feel like those are opportunities. And like you're saying, tying in with lessons and there are opportunities to really sit with that and, and understand it and release. Um, and yeah, I've even uh, gone out in, in nature too and, and honoring myself and, and recognizing. And it's interesting because I'm, I'm relating all of, um, like what you were saying as well, like relating um, both my cycle and um, other cycles of like, mental health or, or traumas or, or any of those other things as well. And like learning to re relate to those in the same way I'm learning to relate to 
my period in a way of like breathing. Breathing has been a huge thing and it's, and it's almost like in labor, which is a whole other conversation. Um, <sighs> but um, like yeah, even the type of, <laughs> of breathing you would do to kind of get through um, a contraction or something like that is kind of what I'm, st- how I'm starting to do it both with my cycle and with emotions or, or things like that, where I'm really just sitting with it and understanding like, okay, not just like, oh my gosh, this hurts. Oh no, oh no, survive, survive. Ah, it's like, okay, yes, this hurts. <sighs> Breathe. Okay. And sit with it and get through it. And um, it's been this really like impactful, cathartic release that I'm, I'm now experiencing. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. And it's still really intense, but it's a different type of intense. Um, it's that of like healing and growth. And there's um, a lot of power and a lot of lessons in that. Yeah. So true. Yeah. All right. So before we go to the next question, I just want to say like, um, I love that we all have different different experiences, different perspectives, maybe even different opinions on things. And it, it doesn't matter. No one's wrong. It's like everyone's right for their own selves, right? Because everyone knows themselves the best. And I just love that. Like we all want different things during our cycle or we all experience different things. And, um, and everyone's experience listening to this is, is completely valid as well. Um, and everyone is in a different space, even like with what they know, what they learn, what they're here to learn. Everyone's lessons are different and you know, all that stuff. It, the playground looks different for everyone. You know, the, the playground that is earth. Um, <laughs> Uh, next question is, what are some of the things that you do during your bleed or throughout your cycle specifically to support you? So I mentioned uh, breathing earlier, um, which, yeah, it's it continues to amaze me how even though it's this like it's this involuntary thing that we do, we don't have to think about it to breathe. We, we do it naturally in our sleep. We do it our whole lives. Right. Um it's so readily available. It's right here. All you have to do is like, remember to consciously take a deeper breath and then you can consciously take a deeper breath. Um, yet it's so easy to forget. Um, it's so easy to forget that we have that tool. And so I've been working to, um, remind myself and to, um, you know, use little cues to remember to breathe and, um, you know, even like getting into different breathing exercises and things like that you can do. Um, alternate nostril breathing is something that's been really helpful for me whenever I have a headache coming on. Um, but that's been really helpful for like headaches or even just like kind of calming my nervous system. It's really cooling. So if you feel like you're like, you know, have like maybe too much kind of like fiery energy, you feel too like hot or like frustrated or whatever, it it can be really helpful. Um, so that's something, um, just being more conscious about my breath, looking up different breathing exercises or breath work exercises. Um, there are like certain breath work exercises that are not recommended for when you're like specifically when you're bleeding, just because they can like, um, basically you're just kind of like hyper oxygenating your blood. And so sometimes it can make you kind of light, light headed or dizzy. So be mindful about it. And I would definitely recommend like, if that's something that people are interested in trying, just look up some different videos and read a little bit about it and see what works for you. But that's something that's been really helpful for me. Um, movement, gentle movement. So I'm a big proponent of, um, yoga, whether that's like, you know, I do a lot of just like, um, like yoga with Adrian videos. She has a lot of really great like videos on, you know, yoga for when you're on your period or things like that. Um, but also just intuitive, um, movement too. So just, um, sometimes for me, 
it can just be, you know, laying in like, um, like butterfly pose or cobbler pose. So basically where you're like, your, your soles of your feet are together and your knees are kind of open. So poses that are kind of more opening or, um, in general, like, especially when I'm, when I'm bleeding, I try not to do like, you know, like really like intense, like cardio based kinds of, um, like I love to dance, but usually when I'm like bleeding, actively bleeding on my period, I don't, I don't dance. Or if I do, it's a very like kind of slow fluid sort of dance. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of talking in a lot of different, different directions here, but yeah, movement stretching is really helpful. And then, um, self-massage or like acupressure is something that I've kind of relatively recently come across last like six months or so. Um, in particular massaging my feet. And this is something that I do like throughout my cycle, but I think especially when I am in, in pain, um, just, and you can combine it with breathing, which is awesome. You can, you can do both those things at the same time, but like massaging your, your feet and kind of like talking, doing some kind of like soothing self-talk to your body and like letting your body know that like, Hey, I'm here with you. You know, I'm feeling you. I hear what you're telling me. Um, it's going to be okay. We don't have to be afraid. Like a lot of those kinds of things have been really, um, supportive for me. And then, um, the final thing that I want to say about this, at least for now is, um, I think I, <laughs> I've been on sort of a journey this year because I've had some really, um, really painful menstrual cycles. And I had this kind of goal that I set up for myself of like, I want to try to get through my cycles without using over-the-counter medications like ibuprofen or things like that. And sometimes I'm able to do that depending on the cycle. You know, sometimes I have cycles where I'm able to use the other tools I have available to me and not use like uh, certain medications. And then sometimes I have cycles where I'm just like, nope, we're, we're going to take the ibuprofen today. Like that's just going to happen today and not, um, trying not to like judge myself for that. It's something that I like, I just want to be mindful about. I don't want to just be taking medication for the sake of like covering up my pain or like trying to ignore, you know, cause I think that's what I did for most of my twenties and I'm trying to be more in touch with my body. But, um, but sometimes the pain is really, really intense. And I think that especially when you start learning about kind of more like holistic or natural medicines or alternative medicines or things like that. There's a lot of, um, you know, cautionary tales or, or things like that about like, you know, stay away from over-the-counter medications or Western, Western medicine. And, um, I just think we just, we have to kind of listen to our own bodies and just kind of trust that like some days you may need to take some medication and that's okay. So that's something that I'm, I'm kind of coming to terms with and, um, just figuring out, as I go, just really trying to be in touch with my body and, um, just listen to whatever it is that she's, she's needing or asking for. Um, those are kind of the main, main tools and resources I've been using to support myself lately. Yeah, that's great. I I'm, I'm doing somewhat similar, similarly with, um, the breathing and, and honoring myself and without judgment, those are some, some big components I'm, I'm learning. It doesn't, sound that big but it is huge um just even especially you know growing up believing that um I should consider myself last and caring for everyone else and everything and, and um but I'm I'm learning and, and now implementing that that um and like I, I said earlier with my cycle usually coincides with the moon. So I like to spend a lot of time outside in the moon. I love the moon anyway. So um, I've really been utilizing that time for release and breathing. I've been doing this almost like um, guttural breathing, with maybe some 
um, manners. I'm not exactly sure how to describe it, but um, just like honoring whatever needs to come out um, or whatever emotion I feel, whether it's um, needing to lay down or um, being okay or not being okay or being sad or being angry. And instead of just trying to shove those down and just keep going and um, instead I'm I'm honoring that I'm pausing and I'm listening to that and and expressing those in like healthy ways um, and I, I will also do some some movements a lot of like hip swaying or something like that to kind of release some of the pain um, and that's another thing also is I'm honoring like hey I'm in pain and breathing through it and allowing myself now to um, really experience these things instead of like with judgment or worry or fear or just no get you have all these things to do like no you just you, it's pain like um so that just being like some normal put it on the back burner thing I am now like honoring it and experiencing it whatever that may be in the moment um, and that's been really empowering and impactful and um, actually easier, surprisingly. It doesn't seem like it would be easier to sit with the pain and, and all of that. But um, yeah, it's, it's I, mean, I guess I shouldn't say easy because it's not easy, but um, it's more impactful and um, it feels, it just feels better. Um, just honoring and listening to my body and myself and whatever it needs in that moment. So it's not always like the same thing. It's like that toolbox of, you know, of, of what can I do? Um, yeah, but, but breathing has been a huge one, being out in nature, like with the moon. And um, I really love that. And um, some movement um, will help too. Um, yeah, I'm really just, to support myself, I'm um, honoring myself and, and listening and yeah, it's intense, but it's also beautiful too. And um, I'm really grateful for being able to reconnect to myself and nature and all of those components. Um, for me specifically, um, during my actual bleed, I first, first couple days, like first, like proper day, uh, is pretty painful. So I don't really like to plan anything on that day. Um, even this week I had like plans for Monday, which was day, day two of my cycle. And I just said, Hey, I've got to cancel these. I'm staying home. And I was so happy I did, you know, and, um, for me, like to honor that time, like I usually don't do anything the first couple days, um, and even if like something's planned, I try to push it if I can. I know that's not life. You can't do that every time. And sometimes you're doing things that day. Um, but I know typically, I don't, I don't want to say plan for pain, but there'll be at least discomfort the first couple of days. And I usually don't want to be with anyone. So I definitely try to plan to be alone as much as possible or in the bathtub. Um, you know, let my husband know I started my period, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and and just take it real easy. So yeah, specifically for my bleed, it's mostly about rest. But then like day three, I start to get a ton more energy, even though I'm way not energized, but like I start to like get more energy. So I start to do more and I see this pattern in myself where I will do a lot that third day. And then I'm like slumped at the end of the day. And I'm like, 
I was just so excited to be out of the luteal phase and those first couple of days and you're, you're, you know, starting to shift in your hormones. So that's um, something I've been trying to learn. And I, I usually don't do as much social um, or, you know, maybe take a little bit more time off work. Um, and I, you know, I own my own business, so I can kind of do that as I will. And just, again, that whole compassion piece, I think we've kind of been talking about in terms of like honoring the rest of my cycle. I, um, you know, I look at the calendar. And I, I just kind of know like, okay, these weeks I'm going to have more energy. We've talked about this too. Like this week, I'm not going to have as much. What will I need during this time? Um, I think, you know, for me, it's, it's rest and it's slowing down. I think our body just wants to be heard and listened to and loved as well. And I almost look at my body as like this, like if there was, two, if, if, there's a lot of parts to me, but say there was two, my body and then me, right? And, and, and it's almost like I can talk to my body. It's just like, it's its own person. Um, that sounds maybe weird, but um, so it's like that connection piece where we get to really connect during it, specifically during my uh, menstruation, where I'm really thinking about what's going on in my body um, because I'm feeling it a lot more intensely. I don't think that's weird to, um, to think of your, <laughs> your bodies. And I actually, um, depending on kind of what is resonating with me more, sometimes I think of my body as like a child that's in my care and just really mm -hmm. trying to like speak to her compassionately and, um, you know, just kind of like talk, talk with her, sit with her, be with her through things. Yeah. Give her, give her hugs. Um, Britain was giving herself a little, little hug. So yeah, I do. I do. I practice self hugs. Um, or sometimes I also think of my body as my, my trusty steed. Um, so kind of like an animal sort of that's in my care. Cause mm -hmm. we are, we are animals too. We're mammals. Right. So depending on which of those is resonating with me more, I totally think it can be helpful. I mean, obviously it's all, it's connected to, right. Um, like yep. so many things in, in life, it's like this kind of paradox of like, it's both, it's, is this separate thing. And it's also intertwined. It's us. And it's also, you know, it's like this like vehicle that we're, we're in experiencing this physical reality. Um, so that's actually something that like, you know, relates to this question for me as well. Um, something that I do to support myself is, yeah, just like, I think I mentioned like kind of soothing, soothing self-talk, but yeah, kind of just being, I think it's important to always be gentle with ourselves, especially, um, especially when we're having some struggles. And for me, just like recognizing proactively that like, whether I, um, am always consciously aware of it or, or not like, Oh, my cycle, my, my bleed is coming up. My first couple days of my menstrual cycle are coming up. Like I need to remember to be extra gentle with myself and extra patient with myself and give myself some extra spaciousness. I think it's important to always grant those things to ourselves, but especially then. Do you have a favorite like phase or like time in your cycle that you prefer? I forget the, the names of all of them. Um, but basically like the summer phase or the ovulation phase, um, it's my favorite. It just, I just feel like, uh, you know, the, the world looks a little bit rosier and I have a little bit more energy. And for me, at least I find that it is, it is a point where I feel more connected to joy and more, um, more creative and just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's summer's fun, right? It's sunshiny. It's uh, I mean, they're all, they're all like special in their own ways, but I, I think that for me, that's probably where I feel I guess in some ways the most myself, even though, like you said, Kelly, like it's, they're, they're all versions of myself. All of it is myself. And I love every part of that. Um, but you know, who doesn't love summer? Summer's really fun. 
I, yeah, I think like, like you're saying, like there's gifts in every phase. And I think I'm really trying to um, integrate those, integrate that uh, knowledge um, and that wisdom that comes with each phase. And also like, um, for me, it's, so like, I know transition days can actually be kind of challenging. And I've noticed that like in between each phase, like there's like a day or two where it's kind of just, you feel a little wobbly, but at least I do, but I like, <laughs> like literally like third day of my period on, like until I hit that like wall in my luteal phase, because I feel, I love that breath of fresh air. Like, ah, I'm back. Like, even though I was there before, you know, it's like, I'm back in my full energy. But I also love that part where I just get to lay in bed for a few days, right? Like I really get to just relax and be with myself where I didn't really give myself that time to like go inward as much before. Um, so like in that sense, like it's almost like a split, like a, like a two and like two week, two week split where it's like, like, I love that spring and a little bit of that summertime um for like that energy like you're saying that connection to joy I want to do more I want to be with more people um but then that other side of it which is kind of like I mean I'm an ambivert so I'm like that introvert extrovert I like both of those pieces where I get to just I'm, I'm alone and I'm I'm just gonna hang out with myself and I'm gonna relax and I'm gonna rest and try to find the pieces of joy in that as well <laughs> it's hard to pick a phase but I can tell you my least favorite which is luteal. <laughs> and I'm really working to embrace that phase for its gifts instead of just being like, no. I, I'm not a fan of the pre-period phase either. <laughs> it's, it's just this uncertainty and like, what's going on kind of um, vibe that I, I do enjoy the upswing like of afterwards, like where there's, you start to get that energy, which is another thing I, I didn't learn about. I've recently learned about of um, how to like track your energy levels and all of that, like during your cycles. And so that's nice. And I feel like it's after all that heaviness, like, okay, now it's more of an upswing and um, it feels like a bit more empowering and exciting and hopeful. But I, I'm also, I know you said favorite, but um, but I, I'm also now really learning to enjoy, and I'm not sure exactly what phase it is, but like right at the beginning when it's the most heavy and intense, um, because now um, I see it, like I've said, as this form of release. And, and during that phase, it's for me, it is so intense, like and on so many levels, both I, with the bleeding is very heavy. The pain is extreme. And unfortunately I've never had luck with medications. Um, even when I was younger, I, I was in the emergency room a lot, um, trying to manage pain. Um, it got better after having children, but still I, I have some pretty intense, intense moments with my pain. Um, and I, that I used to like fight that so much. I was like, oh God, like this is, you know, this is happening to me. Like it's so much. And like, just trying not to experience all this pain that I was experiencing. And now um, I am enjoying that phase of it because it feels like a healing pain. Kind of like, not exactly of course, but kind of like with a wound. Let's say you have a wound and you need to, um, to heal it, you got to clean it out and you got to get in there and all that. And that hurts and that sucks. 
um, but it also creates this environment to heal and um, that's what I'm I'm using that phase for and, it, and there's some really intense beautiful moments in that of really like feeling it feeling all this pain um, on so many levels like I said of both like with physical emotional spiritual all these things during this time and I'm really like feeling into that and honoring that and and um so it's 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 becoming a phase that I'm I'm enjoying now because it really is um it's release um and it's yeah, I don't know if I'm if I'm explaining it as much. It's hard because it's like I'm I'm so like I, I understand how it feels, but then how to express that um, I, a little bit different. No, I think it makes I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it is. I like to use my cycle for that too, or like that, that that period time is like just that like a really big healing like release phase, and then you kind of get to build up again as you're ready for like that next wave i don't know how yeah <laughs> it's like very cathartic i think that's what it was yeah it's like a very cathartic experience of of release and feeling this pain instead of just like hiding from it or trying not to feel it. and it's like it's becoming empowering now of mm -hmm. um instead of it just happening to me like i'm in this and i'm experiencing it and yeah riding the wave and um learning and growing and healing and evolving and I'm extremely grateful for those moments well I want to thank you both so much for joining me today and just chatting about so openly about all of your experiences and all of your perspectives because I think everyone has a different perspective and, and I think people can relate to so many different pieces of all of our different experiences